Welcome to the Need More Buffs podcast, the unofficial Lightseekers podcast sponsored by DeliveryCrab.com. DeliveryCrab.com, your number one source for Lightseekers cards and three points of healing. Welcome back, Seekers. This is episode 23 of Need More Buffs, and I'm your host, Matt Sonnenberg. For today's episode, we have a new guest that goes by the name Fatal Zeph. He has been a very active member of our community ever since he first discovered the game back at PAX South. I specifically bring up PAX South because it is an important part of his story. He first discovered the game the first day of PAX South, but by the end of the convention, he was playing in the Lightseekers TCG Final. Ever since that time, I think it's safe to say that he's been fairly hooked on this game, and I can't wait to see him again very soon at PAX East. I will note that this deck that we discussed today will not play the same ever since the power changes made on March 20th of 2018. I'll leave it to you guys to determine how it plays after the changes to power. To find this deck list along with all the links and other information we mentioned in this episode, you can head over to deliverycrab.com slash 023. That's deliverycrab.com slash 023. Please join me in welcoming Fatal Zef. How are you doing today? I am doing pretty well. It's uh, pretty excited about the, the new release of Mystical. Glad <laughs> to hear it, yeah. It, 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 there's a lot going on with the new set, and uh, it looks like we're, we're probably not going to discuss that too much today, given the deck list that you brought along. But, I mean, I, I, I will gladly like to hear your reactions to the new set. So we'll get into all that. Um, before we get there, though, why don't we dive into your background a little bit? If you want to give us a little idea of where you come from in the gaming world, um, whether it be card games or board games, or where did you get your start? So, as growing up, I would I would play games like I would have video games and I would play board games casually, but I wouldn't really com- play competitively. Okay. Until until um I believe two years I think it was twenty year uh, when I was twenty years old. I started doing VG, like Pokemon, the, the video game. Okay. Um, and then I eventually started to branch up to the CCG a year later. I've been playing roughly competitively for the TCG, for, I say, around two years, two or three years. And it just, it's been a blast, um, especially the Pokemon card game. Is okay, fantastic. So, so Pokemon has kind of been your bread and butter up to, to this point? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I'm a bread and butter. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so that, that that then, where did you first learn about Lightseekers? Well, like most people, it was probably at you know PAX. Mm-hmm. So I was walking uh, across the booth because um, across the uh, across the way from the Lightseekers booth, there was a a place where you signed up for the Lightseekers and the Pokemon draft. Yeah. So I would, I kept coming back occasionally to see, hey, is there going to be a Pokemon draft? And they'd be like, no, no one signed up. I'm like, well. <laughs> So I always keep coming back, coming back, coming back until um, finally someone stopped me. He's like, hey, have you, have you heard of Life Secret before? I'm like, no. And he's like, well, let me show you how to play. So he showed me how to play. And I played a little bit of Magic before, Commander, with a couple of my friends. Sure. And so it, it's, it kind of felt like that magic feel to me. And it was, it was, it was great. And especially the buff the buff mechanic is what drew me in. <laughs> yes, that that is a a common thing. It's very it seems to be quite unique to this game right now, and uh, a lot of people take a take a liking to that. So it's definitely it's really unique. It's oh man, it's 
<laughs> I, I can go on about the Boston on, but oh yeah, oh yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it's unique in a good way. So I can't complain yeah. about that. So okay, you, you found out about it at PAX, uh, that, yes. at PAX South, correct? PAX South, that's okay. correct. That, that that was the first time you ever heard about it, and you kind of went all in right away. Like you, <laughs> yeah. you learned how to play at PAX South. So, like, did you? Uh, do you remember which day was it? The first day? Um, it was the first day. Um, okay. I played in the draft Friday, and then I played uh, sealed Saturday, and then I played constructed Sunday. Okay, yeah, wow, you entered all the tournaments. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, did you? Well, the, I, the the draft is a whole other animal for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. It's but just... th- w- w- when you went into the sealed started, then what what order did you go with? I went with nature. Um, a lot of people from the uh, the light circuit booths were telling me either go nature or uh, mountain. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, and I'm like, you know, maybe I'll go nature. And I and I played nature. I didn't test it out. I just just got it and played it. And nature isn't isn't my play style. It just I did so <laughs> horrible. I mean, I pulled two vine lashes, but it still wasn't enough. That's fair enough. And, and that's the thing that the different orders definitely have different play styles, and you just got to find the one that works for you. Oh yeah, definitely. It's, and the crossloading is helps it, you know, mix your styles up. So it's it, yep, yeah. You 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 can kind of find something that plays partly to your style, and then mix it up and get that last piece that you need for the puzzle. Yeah, definitely. Then nature wasn't your style, but you kept going. Like, did you buy product beforehand? Then, uh, no. Um, I well. Yes. Um. After the the uh the draft on Friday, I bought a starter deck. Okay. I took it home and looked at it. I didn't practice because no, I had no one to practice with. <laughs> so I just looked it over and I'm like, okay, this seems easy. But no, it wasn't. <laughs> Not at all. So, so how many cards or what cards did you have prior to entering any of the tournaments? For the constructed, I only I only had one starter deck. No, no. I mean the draft the. The uh, sealed sealed tournament only had one starter deck, okay. and the constructed. I had a a couple of things. Like uh, I remember meeting you that morning and being like, "Hey, I need these things. Can I buy from the website?" And you're mm-hmm. like, "Sure." I was <laughs> like, "Great." <laughs> I also um, on Saturday, Boba and Grat uh, were helping me with uh, trading and everything. Sure. So that that was a really huge help. So yeah, did, were you able to get all the cards you actually wanted, or did you have to make a few adjustments because of that? I had to make a few few adjustments. I wanted more infiltrators, gym infiltrators, but no one had them. Sure, yeah, that, those are <laughs> still to yeah. stay hard to come by. So I'm I'm not surprised. So what 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 order did you end up going with, and I, I guess why did you choose to go that direction, given your limited experience? I just feel like the the additional actions. I well, I went with Astral, okay. of course. Um, I just feel like the I'm, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. It's I went after it because they said it was a hard play style. <laughs> so, <laughs> like p- people were not recommending you play Astro at all. So I'm like, you know, let me let me give it a shot. You know, it did pretty good. So I I look. I remember the night before I was looking up on your podcast. Your podcast actually. Um, mm-hmm. I'll listen to the uh, deck list that Boba gave for Unplugged, and I'm like, okay, this is this seems you know pretty good. You know, no testing. I just went in with it. Just, you know, just the additional actions are really nice, you know, be able yeah. to like heal and then do damage and then chain into your attacks. It's fantastic. And and if that works for your play style, that's great. It, it's just 
there is in order to get those additional actions in astral usually there there's the extra layer of thought that you have to keep in the back of your mind the entire time is what is on top mm. of my discard pile and that's that's what i like about it because it's like you have to be two steps ahead of your mm-hmm. turn yep and it's like it's something i'm used to with pokemon you okay. gotta like well, okay, let, let, let's go into it then. The, the deck list that you brought along, this is the deck list that you played at PAX South then? No, uh, the, the, the deck list I brought along, it's a, it's a deck list I've been playing after PAX. I wish I would have played at PAX South. <laughs> um, so, so, no. so this, this is adjusted from that set then? Yeah. Okay. So why don't you go ahead and, uh, read off the deck list and then we'll discuss it further. So the hero I choose, I chose was Cassini. It's the ability to like discard a card and put on your discard and do three damage on top of that. It's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. I have for attack cards. I have two dimensional hunters, three Chimchu infiltrators, two pathfinders, two astro priests, and one crazed bomber. For the defense cards, I have three sun beacon, two Yukono tactician, three shapeshifter, and two Tectonian blacksmiths. For the buff cards, I have two Skyward Observatory, two Spectral Guides, and three Alchemy Lab. As for the items, I had two Blasting Canton and one Holotooth Dagger. For the combos, I had one Star Blast, one block, Black Hole, one Sunstrike, one Gravity Bubble, and one Planetary Alignment. All right. So overall, just to give me a general picture, what are you trying to accomplish with this deck? So the what you want to come to the deck is you want to have the because Alchemy Lab uh, says increase all power by one. Mm-hmm. So you generally want to increase the number of actions you get from cards like Dimensional Hunter, uh, your Conan Tactician. When it says one action, you get additional two actions. Okay. So you keep training, you keep doing the damage, and you pretty much you, you put them in position. Like I've had an opponent when he was thinking he was safe at twenty two, and no. It is. It, you do quite a bit of damage and quite a bit of heals. So that's that's basically what you're going for is is getting as many actions as possible. Yeah, you want to do as much damage and heal as much as you can. You know, while getting as much action as you you know possibly can. Sure. So the the first thing I saw when I looked at this deck that kind of surprised me was the number of items that you have in here. Yeah. Um. So that's for um mountain pretty much. Okay, so 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 you're using it basically as an insurance policy in case someone comes comes along with like a crushing blow. Yeah, pretty much. You want to make sure you have the alchemy lab out. Okay, so so it's basically yeah, you you you're trying to keep that okay. Because yeah, it's not too often I see two of the same item that mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have. Like it's it's just the the basic item. It doesn't have any other ability to it. So okay, that, that that's good to good to know. And but then you also have the hollow tooth dagger, which I don't think I've ever seen someone play an item of the element they already have access to with the mm-hmm. exception possibly of like crystal core. But um, why, why do you, why do you put that in there? The, the reason for hollow tooth dagger is that it gives you superior gravity. Mm-hmm. And when, you, when you wanted to like, when you want to gain more and more action, you're going to want to have to play more than one gravity card in a turn. Let's say you want a spectral guide, use the ability for spectral guide and also use a dimensional hunter. It is. It's really. It's really good because, let's say you have, you have a um, a shapeshifter. You dimensional hunter. 
and then you played a, I believe, what was it? You play something else, and then you come, you go back into gravity. It's it's really good. Okay, I I, I guess I can see that. I I was just kind of curious if you, if if you wanted that superior gravity, why wouldn't you use just a different hero like Constella? Like she she still has the uh, double superior then in solar and gravity. I just I just feel like Cassini's ability is too good. It okay. outweighs that, you know. You, you, you do find yourself using Cassini's ability very often. Quite a bit, yeah. Is there a reason? Yeah, like Cassini only has a single superiority. Mm-hmm. So, what? Why did you choose to go for this the superior gravity rather than superior solar? If you're going to put um, those items in, for what I've noticed, it's solar does it. Solar is really for like damage until a new set came out. So mm-hmm. there's solar cards that give you additional action, but before that. There was no really solar card that gave you additional actions, so it was just it was more like you're alternating between lunar and gravity, lunar and gravity, and then you do solar to do like a really huge chunk of damage with Astro Priest. So you only really use it once per turn. So it it, it was all about building up those extra actions, and you get those yeah. from lunar and gravity more so. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Do you have any particular reasoning for the combos that you chose? Yes. Um, so for Black Hole, it's pretty much just to get rid of, you know, buffs in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Blast is, it's, it's the, I believe, seven healing and seven damage. So yep. it's, it's a four, 14, 14 point swing. Pretty good. Just one, one, one tech card, one astral card. Phenomenal. Uh, planetary alignment is for the damage. Gravity Bubble is for, you know, rotating the, the buffs. And Sunstrike, Sunstrike was my first choice because it does seven damage and also grants you an additional action, <laughs> meaning that you can you play Sunstrike and you can play something like a your Kona Tactician, get two more actions, and you play a Dimension of the Hunter, and you still keep chaining after you do a combo. Yeah, I, I've never thought about it like that, but yeah, that <laughs> that one, that could work out very nicely. Yeah. So go, going back to Gravity Bubble for a little bit, like. I, I I completely understand wanting to rotate your opponent's buffs ahead in special circumstances, but I, I'm looking through your deck here, and the, the the other part of Gravity Bubble, if I'm not mistaken, is that you get to reset your own buffs, but mm-hmm. you don't really have a lot of rotational buffs in this deck. Well, I usually have, you know, I don't, you're right, I don't. Um, but I usually have at least an Alchemy Lab or a Skyver Observatory in play always Okay. when I can get it out. So there's I, I, always I, I that suppose, in play. Yeah, the, the few that you do have are kind of critical to your mm-hmm. play style here. So yeah, oh. okay, that makes sense. Is this kind of your perfect deck list as far... Well, I guess I should say <laughs> be, 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 before <laughs> Mythical came out. What, was there anything you would do to improve on this deck list? I think because this is a really tight deck list. I would try to find out if I can put at least one more dimension of hunter. Because to move three with with power, of course, the chance to move three defend card doing three damage and gaining two a- actions per turn is okay. just phenomenal. I think it's pretty good. I w- again, I would change probably to add one more dimensional hunter. Mm-hmm. So now you, you've alluded to it a few times, so we'll, we'll touch on it now. But obviously this deck isn't going to have the same 
well, power it would before Mythical release, because as of Mythical, the rules for power have changed, which (laughs) means you're not going to get those additional actions because of an increase in power. Power now, for those of you who don't know yet, only increases damage and healing. So things like Alchemy Lab aren't going to give you additional actions anymore. They're they're just going to increase your damage and healing output. With that in mind, are you still playing this deck? Um, I'm playing it for the the finish of the league because the 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 Lightseeker League on the Discord. We're in, currently in top four, so we're we're playing it out. But I'm pretty much going to use this deck for that, and pretty much I'm just going to retire it because you know you can't play anymore. This is a deck I wish I could have brought the Paxis. Um, <laughs> Because, funny story, actually, um, so I was looking through cards after Pax House, and I was like, oh, look, power, because I had saw, you know, in Grats deck, and I'm like, okay, Alchemy Lab, I'm going to order Alchemy Lab from the Delivery Crab, I'm going to make this deck, and then li- literally a couple of days later, they're like, yeah, we're changing power, I'm just like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, that change in power does change a lot of decks, uh, especially some of the top-tier decks that were out there right now, but... Uh, I, I think in the long term, obviously, it, it's a good change, and it's gonna it's gonna make people work for it. So, oh yeah, definitely. So, are you mentioned you, you think you're just gonna retire this deck? You're not gonna try to modify it at all? No, I I'm just gonna just retire it, just leave it on my desk, just sit there until they decide, you know, by an off chance they want to bring back power, then I'll probably bring <laughs> it back. Uh, is there is there anything else in particular you wanna say about this deck? Well, with Mystical being out, I would definitely add Sunstrider. Definitely. Okay. So um, it's a card that does three damage and pretty much it does an extra damage, one point of damage for each action you take in your turn. So it's pretty straightforward. So let's say you have like, took like five additional actions, five plus three, that's, you're doing an eight point swing up and plus on what you've been doing. Yeah. So on top of everything you just did <laughs> with those five actions, there's another yeah. damage. Mm-hmm. It, have, have you tried this deck then since mythical has come out no i i haven't i i haven't i just i told myself if i i shouldn't get invested i should prepare for paxis just let it be <laughs> and so what 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 is the maximum amount of actions you've taken in one turn that you can remember i, I believe i took i've taken around seven seven or eight wow yeah that's impressive yeah it's ridiculous and I believe after the after Sunstrike, I took like five. Yeah, that's nice. So you mentioned Mythical a few times. Overall, what what are your impressions? It's it's a really fantastic set. I think it's going to change the meta a lot. I don't think floor decks are going to be that viable anymore, such as Granite and you know um, Triano's Nature deck. I just feel like the the meta is going to be a little bit faster pace, faster pace, and I just feel like that's that's push we need. Sure, you know. Do you have any favorite cards from Mythical? <laughs> My favorite card as of right now is I can't. It's archaeo- archaeologist. It's uh oh the Yakona archaeologist. Yeah, yeah, Yakona archaeologist. Okay, it's the one. Yeah, it's the one we draw. You get to reto- uh, restart one of your buffs. Mm-hmm. Fantastic card. <laughs> <laughs> and so I I, I don't want to have to spoil any of your secrets but it sounds like you, you have a deck planned out for pax east i do yes you're right <laughs> can, can you tell me what order you're playing astral okay. of course okay i didn't know if you were switching things up completely or you really just kind of stuck to astral especially since all these cards that's been released it's like 
I I gotta stick more with Astro. You know, maybe down the line I'll probably go the Tech or Storm, but right now just like I'm just fangirling pretty much over Astro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I mean I I honestly I think every order got better with Mythical. Oh, definitely. And so. It feels like whatever you were a fan of beforehand, you felt your order just got stronger. And yeah. so you're kind of, everybody's kind of sticking with what they were sticking with before, even though they will admit that other orders have gotten stronger as well. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I don't really like Dread. I'm, I'm not going to, I don't think I'll ever touch Dread anytime soon, <laughs> but I just feel like people, I, people, who like dread they're like oh my god dread just got so good on this like dread's still dread to me though <laughs> yeah uh, dread does have some power behind it if you know what you're doing so it's, oh yeah it's just what i kind of like astral you you have to really kind of specialize in it and, and figure out all its secrets but oh yeah definitely there's 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 a lot to have fun with in there well i i will give you this uh a hero i'm potentially looking at is a wild wildborn Maya. Okay. So something I I might may or not use. So <laughs> putting it out there. <laughs> All right. I think we pretty much cover the basics of your deck that you have here. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other thoughts on the game? Any other thoughts on mythical? Anything else you're looking forward to in the future for the game? Well. I'm looking forward to PAX East and the com- and the in the new set meadows. So that's one thing I'm looking forward to the most. Um, I'm looking forward to the the decks people come up with 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 Mystic. I just feel like it's gonna be like really off like off like really unique, and it's it's gonna it's gonna catch everyone off guard. It's gonna be like I never thought of it that way, and it's like it's gonna blow my mind. I'm really looking forward to set three. I mean, mm-hmm. I. I I mean, every, who isn't, you know? <laughs> After what we just got out of set two, like, uh, yeah, it, it it's only going to get better from here on out, so. Mm-hmm. We're like, give us more. But, yeah, it's pretty much just the, just the meta in general. Yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be interesting to see because, as I said, PAX East is really the first major tournament. Obviously, some of us have been playtesting on the side and such, but we're, we're all kind of... Uh, keeping our cl- cards close to the chest and not really giving up too much at this point. But mm-hmm. PAX East is going to be the big, I mean, it's a regional tournament. Everybody has to pull out all the stops and kind of just see what happens. And that, that could be a major turning point. So, uh, Yeah, definitely. Because we got all, all the players from Unplugged. We got all the players from PAX South. We got p- mm-hmm. the people who got into the game and did pretty well. And they're like, I want to do this competitively. We're all going to like meet at PAX East. Like, yep. Like a showdown or something. Like. <laughs> yeah, that I, I've I've already been surprised how much people are traveling around the country to come to these conventions for a game that is literally like just a year old. So yeah, it, it, it's great for the game. It's great for the community. I love to see it, but it, it's it's it still astounds me every time I think about it. Yeah, say the same here. I mean, it's it, it's good for everything else. It's just bad for our wallets, you know. <laughs> I, I just think, you know, being able to travel to a card game like that speaks a lot about the game. Mm-hmm. You know, it, speak, it speaks a lot that people are, are enjoying the game. People are willing to travel for it. It just it's it, it just says something really good about it. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a pretty good overview of what we got here in this deck and, and mm-hmm. your thoughts on the game. So if you don't have anything else, um, 
If people want to get a hold of you, if they, if they want to talk about astral cards and light seekers in general, <laughs> uh, where is the best place for them to get in touch with you? The best place to reach me is on the Discord. Um, my name is going to be Fatal Zeph. Uh, you can also reach me on the Facebook group. We will uh, definitely put links to all those in the show notes for this episode. And if anyone's looking to get a hold of you, they can find that there. But thank you once again for coming on the show. Thank and you for having me. Yeah, it's been a blast. We will see you soon then in probably a, Yeah, not that that's coming up fast. Wow. It's 2 weeks away, man. I've been yeah. counting. <laughs> we we we'll see you very soon at PAX East. All right. A big thank you once again to Fatal Zeph for joining me on the show this week. As he mentioned, PAX East is coming up very rapidly and I will be attending, which means that unfortunately for a short time Orders on the website on Delivery Crab will be postponed. Orders placed from April 4th through April 9th will not be fulfilled until April 10th when I get back from the convention and I'm able to catch up with all the orders. If you need cards specifically for PAX East, we're getting very close to that time where I cannot guarantee that I can mail them and get them to you before the convention. So the best thing you can do is to contact me via email or direct message or something like that and we will discuss how I can get those cards to you personally at the convention. We can avoid the shipping. We can get make sure you have the cards you need for the tournaments at PAX East. With that being said, I think that's all we have for this week. Thank you once again for listening to the show. I hope to see so many of you from the community at the upcoming conventions and i'll talk to you soon but for now i gotta go make some more deliveries